Good evening, my lovely listeners, and welcome to the bungalow. For my American listeners, I hope you had a restful and relatively stress-free Thanksgiving. For those of you not residing within the United States, I hope it's been a pleasant November. We all have ideas about what makes a perfect body. One of the beautiful things about audio porn is how much of it is left to the imagination. But the words we use matter. A few months ago, I was speaking to a fellow voice artist about the kinds of audios we enjoy writing, the kinds of audios we enjoyed listening to. She told me how she and other women sometimes commiserated over audios that turned them on, but also left them wanting. Because the women described by the speaker didn't fit their image of themselves. A word like little can make a big impact. Little girl is a common pet name in the daddy-dom corner of the BDSM community, a phrase that doesn't always carry an age play connotation. Sometimes it's just a dom being sweet on his partner, an assertive man who's going to take care of his woman. And on a grander scale, Dirty Talk lavishes attention on little pussies and tight asses and other compact body parts. Where does that leave women who are bigger or taller or both? I told this VA that was a silly notion. A dom's little isn't literally little. She's his girl, no matter her body type. He might tower over her or they might be the same height or hell, he might be a short king. But then my friend told me this. Not every listener knows that. Not every listener is familiar with every sexual term. Not every listener is as adventurous as the audios they listen to. Some may have more, some may have less experience. And when they listen to an audio that praises little qualities, it's easy to internalize that and come away from an otherwise enjoyable piece of erotica with the sense that they don't measure up. So I wrote a story about that. Tonight's audio may not resonate with you if you don't consider yourself big or tall, but it's also about being seen by your partner, being cherished, being wanted. I think when I lay it all out like this, it sounds like I'm on a soapbox. All I'm trying to say is curvy women and tall women are sexy as hell. Message ends. This story, Of Course Bigger Girls Can Be Littles Too, was published very recently, here in 2023. I owe a lot to my fellow VA for giving me something to think about and inspiring this script. Before we begin, some notes on the content. Some elements of this narrative may not be to your taste, so be aware that it contains the following. A pairing between a slightly older man and a younger woman. The two are in an established relationship. They do not use a condom. The man is dominant and refers to his partner as his darling, his little, and once as his slut. There is an abundance of talk about the woman's appearance, her weight, and her insecurities. There is also an abundance of praise, sweetness, and body positivity. And now, the legal. All characters portrayed in this story are 18 years old or older. The story is copyright Benji 2049, all rights reserved. This audio was made by an adult, for adults, and is a work of fiction.
Thank you for listening. And now, let's push play. You come over to my apartment unannounced. It's only been a few weeks since we started dating, but I've kept the invitation open, the door unlocked, in case you ever feel like stopping by. Everything is new and exciting, and there are things you still don't know about me, but you like the things you know so far. I am older than you, which satisfies a kink you don't always admit to in public. I am fairly relaxed, but intense in the bedroom. I spend more time reading than drinking, but when we have gone out drinking, you spend the next morning sore and giggling about the terribly dirty things we did and said to one another. I give good and frequent massages. I kiss you like the sun kisses the Pacific Ocean. My scent lingers in your hair after a date, so faint that you're not sure if it's my cologne or just the right pheromonal mixture of this new man in your life. But there are things about me that, if they don't worry you, lend themselves to more ambivalent emotions. I was married at one time and now seem comfortably divorced, in no hurry to settle down again. Obviously, that's fine for you. You want that to be fine for you, for this to be as fun and light and frivolous as it has been. You tell yourself you don't need more than that. But you're torn. It is my older divorced vibe that makes me so easy to talk to and be around. I've been through the tribulations of a marriage, a long relationship with ups and downs. I know myself better now, what I want from my partner, but also how to compromise and how to take things in stride. It makes me a good listener, and you find yourself sharing more than you've previously admitted so early in a relationship. A relationship. That word floats through your mind. We do have one, don't we? This started so casually, and now... Now you're letting yourself into my place, trusting that it won't be occupied by some other young conquest. It hasn't been, yet. And if you're honest with yourself, you're quietly addicted to the expression on my face when I see you suddenly appear. Every time. Every time you've surprised me in my home, my eyes light up and my grin is either wholesome and tender or mischievous and obviously in the mood. I've told you before, the years I was married make me just so grateful when someone good comes along in my life. I don't hide my feelings. And so far, all my feelings have been on my sleeve. Enamored of you, your energy, and the boundless affection you have to give. You call me daddy. I call you my darling girl. But there is this other thing that troubles you. Something quite separate from the ambiguous nature of our relationship. It's the thing I'm doing when you quietly slip into my apartment. You can hear me murmuring in my office, speaking close to the microphone, starting and stopping. Thinking about a line, 
and delivering it. I record sexy audios. Dirty audios? Oral smut? It's porn for the ear and the mind. It's something of a hobby. Maybe something that could earn me a little money someday, somehow. For now, it's just this. This thing I do. And it's a thing you like, truth be told. A thing that clearly informs how I speak and act with you. You know from personal experience that things I write about, the things I say into the microphone, are carnal acts I enjoy doing in real life. I am passionate about women's bodies. But it does make you self-conscious about your body. How your body matches up to the nameless listener of my tales. Because, to your mind, they are incongruous. Your body and hers. She has a little pussy. She has a tight ass. She is compact and dwarfed by my big, possessive hands. She is nearly broken by my fierce, overpowering lust. And you... While your mind has certainly been broken by the things I've whispered in your ear, your body can withstand a lot more than that poor, tiny waif. You feel that there is a lot more of you to hold, but also more to get in the way. You are a bigger girl than the slender models on runways, a different size than what cameras seem to adore. Your skin is not like theirs. And whatever hair my omniscient narrator is running his hands through, well, if none of these other traits align, you don't know what to think about your own. You consider leaving the apartment. You don't want to interrupt my work, but you also don't want to sit here thinking about me thinking about her. Whoever she is, with her teeny tiny pussy and her perfect shampoo commercial hair. Ultimately, you do stay. You stay quiet and set your purse down on my bed. You go to my bookshelf to find something you recognize or something you've heard me gush about, but really you're just giving your eyes something to play with while you listen to me in the next room, making love to the ears of so many anonymous listeners, women who can picture themselves inside my perfect partner. And then there is a pause. The pause grows, and you hear me shift, equipment move, and finally, the office door opens. The surprise on my face becomes a smile, becomes a warm, inviting look. You, standing at my bookshelf, want to go to me. When I get that look, you feel safe, and even sometimes... Sexy, but not now. Self-doubt and insecurity have threaded iron wires through your guts and pulled them into painful knots. You find yourself feeling more like a stranger to me and regret staying. I see that in your eyes, and my smile melts into a firm line of concern. Oh, baby, what's wrong? You shake your head. And you can't believe you're doing this right now. You feel the tears on your cheeks before you know you're crying. 
and suddenly you were hot all over. And not in a fun way. Not in a steamy, passionate way. In a damp tea kettle left on the stove too long way. Steam isn't boiling out of your ears yet, but you feel the pressure building at the base of your skull, threatening a headache. Your instinct is to grab your purse from the bed and run out, but you tell yourself that would be crazy. No, no, you're not going to call yourself crazy, but you feel a little crazed, a little panicked, and as all these wild emotions trade blows behind the flushed surface of your skin, one takes charge of the others. A dark, crimson anger. Anger at yourself for ruining your own mood. Anger at me for stirring up these doubts. Anger at yourself again for being angry at me. And angry for being angry at all. It's a vicious loop, and who knows how many times it will turn you around, and whether you can escape it. If you weren't so caught up in that internal struggle, you might have resisted me crossing the room to hold you. My thumb dabs softly at your tears. One strong arm curls around your back. Two piercing eyes gaze down into your own. Breathe, I tell you. Deep breaths. Slow breaths. In. Out. It's okay. It's okay. The kiss on your lips isn't forceful or romantic. It's soft reassuring my mouth to your mouth my air to your air now both my thumbs wipe your tears away and softly the tip of my nose passes back and forth against the tip of yours what's got my darling girl so worried I wonder it is easy to cling to me you don't want to be weak but you don't want to resist the warmth and protection that pours from my lips and eyes and arms. So you wrap your arms around me and let out a big, breathless sob. It all pours out. You tell me what you've been thinking. You tell me that you listen to the words I record and how it turns you on, but also hurts your heart. You want to let go and be the dream I'm weaving here, but that's not you. You aren't small. You aren't petite. You aren't a kitten. You aren't trim or lithe or slender or willowy or pale as the moon. No, I agree. No, I can't see you gracing the opening credits of a Japanese cartoon while cherry blossoms dance through your hair. You're not the cheerleader type. You're not a tiny cat girl I can slip into my coat pocket. You're right about that, honey. That's not the woman I'm holding in my arms. My fingers sweep over your wet cheek and glide down to the nape of your neck. I take firm hold of your hair and press my mouth to yours. This time, it is not a simple touch. My lips are firm and my tongue seeks yours like a snake after its mate. I taste you and moan into you. My body molds against yours and you feel it, the stiffness that threatens to penetrate every soft part of you. Do you think, I whisper in your ear, that when I call my lover, my little girl, that she's a little girl? 
I'm a man. I need a woman. When I call you baby, are you a baby? No, you're my baby. Do you think when I compliment your cute little pussy that it's a teeny, tiny, itty, bitty pussy? That wouldn't work for me. There's no way you could fit my big daddy dick inside a teeny, tiny, itty, bitty pussy. I do like it when you tell daddy you're scared you can't take it. But baby, we wouldn't be standing here right now if I thought you really couldn't. You're my little honey. You're not my little honey. Are you a big girl? You're a grand girl. You are... And here I step back to sweep my hand through the air, gesturing up and down at your figure. You are a work of art, erotic fiction made flesh. Your shape feels so good against me, and I wouldn't have walked up to you all those weeks ago if I wasn't looking for this, for you, for all of you. Every piece of you, every pound of you, every delicious curve under these taunting clothes of yours. I'll call you whatever you want, but as a man with a dominant side and a kink for spoiling my mate, I do like calling you my baby girl. You're little to me because you are dear to me. I don't know why we use compact terms to describe the biggest things we feel, but it's not literal language. Of course big girls can be littles too. And you are mine. I take your hand and lead you to the bed. I sit you down and kneel so that I am looking up at you. If you were under five feet tall, or over seven feet in heels, you would still be my little. If I had to look up at you, like this, all the time, I'd never regret the view. My palms slide up your thighs and rest softly on your stomach. I'm older, honey, and that means I've learned a few things about women and about myself. The most important thing I've learned is that what feels good is different for everyone. For me, the softness of your body, the way I can grab these curves the way I know you can take what I give you. That turns me on. My hands rove higher to fill my palms with your breasts, groping you over your shirt. I am shameless with my grin, like a boy locked inside a candy store without supervision. You feel like what I want a woman to feel like. You feel solid, complete, a prepared dish not like you're waiting to take a breath or about to pass out because there are pieces of you missing. And then my hands leave your tits. The hem of your shirt is rolled up. The walls fall and the ceiling slides into view as you bounce backward on the mattress. Your vision is still spinning when my hands roll that shirt up to your collar and pop that front hook bra. Your tits spill out and I moan like a mountain lion crouching over his prey. 
My beard rasps against the heavy, naked pillows of your breasts, and I fill my mouth with one undefended nipple. I kiss you here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here. My hands rove over you, a man at play, squeezing and teasing and licking the soft, sensitive undersides of your breasts. Do you think I could get a decent titty fuck out of a petite princess, I ask? Don't get me wrong. I think small tits are cute. I love them. And I wouldn't shame a woman for any size bust. But when I think about you, I'm not in the mood for a delicate princess. I want a full, unquestionable queen and all the delightful ways you can wrap me up inside you. I kiss between your tits and move down your trembling belly. I spend years in that downy landscape, making a home by your belly button, tongue tilling the earth, plowing fingertips over the furrows of stretch marks here and there, and all the while moving south, undoing your button and peeling away your pants from the full, mouth-watering thighs I crave. Do you know why they say thick thighs save lives, I ask? Because no man has lived until he's pulled them apart, felt them nearly crush his head or wrap around his hips, never truly kissed a female body until he sunk his teeth into this skin. I do. I suck at the skin of your inner thighs, groaning like a monster. The pants come down to your knees, to your ankles, and I wiggle them until your shoes drop to my floor, and the pants go with them. There's nothing to protect you now, I say. Daddy's hungry, and you always prepare me such a full, hearty breakfast. Your panties are roughly pulled to the side, and then... On a whim, I'd just tear them completely. I hope you didn't like that pair too much, I say. But I've just decided that you're not leaving here today. Through the torn panties, my tongue attacks your pussy. I kiss it like I'm cheating on your mouth. Like this stolen moment will be the last time I can taste your sweetness. Like I've been away at war for years and suddenly, unexpectedly, come home. There is no time to compose you a poem or promise sweet nothings in your blushing ears. I need you now. I feast on your womanhood, lathering your plush lips with my warm, flowing saliva. My tongue ravishes you, leaving no inch untasted, no crevice unexplored. My thumb spirals over your clitoris, and from my lips to yours, a deep, rumble travels from diaphragm to throat to mouth to vagina entering you the sound of me growling desperate to consume you i want you to come with me i say when at last i rise from your dripping slit in a daze you take my hand i lift you effortlessly from the bed letting you fall against me as I help free you from the tangled mess of your shirt and opened bra. 
You feel my cock through my slags, hard and straining against the fabric, a dagger at an awkward angle. It makes walking a clumsy affair, but I don't mind. I only smile at myself and you as I lead you to the bathroom and present you to the mirror. You are shy now, naked and vulnerable, but not naked alone for long. As I unbutton my shirt and pull my belt free of its loops, I speak into your ear. Do you see that body, your body, in the mirror? I ask. I love this body, your body. My pants drop to the floor, followed swiftly by my boxers. And now you can feel my swollen cock press against your thick backside. My hands glide up your hips, sweeping over your belly and breasts. When I first saw you, the blood filled my cock, and I had to force myself to be a gentleman, because I wanted you so badly. But I didn't just want to take you around the back of the building and fuck you against the wall until you called me daddy. I wanted to know you, and the mind inside this sexy, thrilling body. I wanted to hear the first words you uttered in the morning, to feel the presence of you in my bed. My cock slides between your shapely buttocks, and I groan to rub myself in and out of that snug crack. My hands run over your hands, and I bend you over the bathroom counter. This daddy needs a little baby, and you are my perfect little slot. You are my sweet little reward at the end of a long, boring day. You are my little vacation after the burdens of my career and the monotonies of my age. My cock slips between your wet labia, and in the mirror you see my smile spread across my cheeks. My eyes roll back. My hand hooks over your hip. The other holds your heavy breast. And I begin to fill your tight cunt like a cork being fitted into champagne. Oh, God, nothing else feels like that. There is nothing like that perfect pussy of yours, sweetheart. My eyes snap open and I watch myself bottom out inside you. Watch that ecstatic, almost painful grimace on your own face. I love fucking you in the mirror, honey. I love seeing myself dominating this big, beautiful woman. And I begin to pound you. My balls slap that thick ass, and I shiver with every penetration. Look at the way your body moves. I'm sorry if I didn't make this clear before. The way you move turns me on. The way I rock you. The way I can grab you. The way you squeeze around me. I want you to remember this, honey. Whenever you feel like you don't measure up, like you're not little enough to be my baby girl, I want you to remember me right here behind you, taking you, watching you, needing you. You like watching yourself bounce on daddy's dick. And be a good girl and fuck me, baby. Fuck me knowing daddy loves the way you fuck. That he loves to slap this big ass of yours. That he wakes up sometimes in the middle of the night 
craving your body so bad, I jerk off imagining the last time I was inside you. Huh? Uh-huh. I can't believe you'd ever doubt yourself, baby. Not when you get me so fucking hard. You cannot resist your daddy's throbbing dick. Nor can you ignore the erection that only grows inside you. You've felt this before, the delightful pleasure of submission, bending to my will, but never so strongly. I've been dominant since the day we met, but perhaps for the first time, you feel what it is to be dominated. You cannot strike all self-consciousness from your mind, the insecurities about your body that have dogged you for so many years, but watching my face in the mirror, how it beams with absolute pleasure, you can feel that pleasure inside you. And what you feel, no, it's not just my cock, my balls, not just my finger planted on your clitoris in alternating soft and staccato pressure, is a warmth of purpose, of joy, spreading from my body to yours, a boundless appetite only sated by having you. And so, whatever shyness remains in that tight space behind your chest, for a moment you can let it go. You can watch yourself be fucked in my mirror, make eye contact with me, believe me that yes, I love every curve and bit of you. Do you see how beautiful you are? I ask. Yes, Daddy, you tell me. Are you my little snack? I ask you. No, you tell me. You're the whole fucking meal. <laughs> I laugh and grab your hair. I thrust into you and draw myself nearly free. Then I ram home with the power of an earth mover. You have to brace your toes on my bathroom floor. Your knuckles go white on the counter. You're taking all of me, and I am nearly feral with my desire. Ah, oh, you're my little honey. I gasp through labored breaths. As long as I'm still your daddy, you will always be my good little girl. The fingers not pulling at your scalp sweep down one juicy buttock. I let loose a guttural sound as I squeeze it, and you can feel the effect just touching you has on my balls. I'm going to come soon, and you know it will be no light shower. It will be a torrent, a flood, a deluge of lust, and that knowledge makes you shiver all over. You're mine, I moan into the mirror. I gaze at you, affection mingling with possession, mingling with an almighty need to ejaculate. My hand sweeps around your belly to hold you, trap you, between the mirror and my penis. You're held here, pinned against me, my hand lovingly embracing your fullness, your soft and luscious body. You nod to me, too overcome to speak, only able to acknowledge that yes, you're mine, and your pussy is ready to be inseminated. You arch your back as the first spurt of cum leaves my shaft. You cry out, and my teeth bite into your neck. Like a vampire, I suck at the tender skin between your throat and clavicle. It is a pain sweetened by the fingers that stroke your belly and the sensitive place just above your pulsing pussy. The heat of my semen is unreal. 
You don't know if it's the angle connecting us, or that you are hyper-aware of every touch and tingle beneath your hips, but you swear it's like a liquid fire consuming your sex. The heat spreads to your thighs and calves and builds with each gush of cum. It is a lot of cum, pouring out of me, into you. It mixes with your own heavy arousal to drip in thick rivulets down your thighs. And here we both moan. Your hand flies up to hold my head, pull me close, pull my mouth from your neck to your lips and lock tightly there. You cry out into my mouth. You squeeze your eyes tight, wanting this, only this moment, to last. I love you, I breathe into your mouth. I love every part of you. Not just like this. Not just when I'm inside you. Every day I love you. Every day I want you. My cock bulges inside you as another load of cum soaks your womanhood. And if I haven't made it clear, I need you to know how good you make me feel. So please don't ever doubt my desire. Don't ever doubt how sexy you are. Don't ever doubt your beauty, my attraction, and what we have. Because you may not see yourself in my audios, but I promise I do see you. We stay there, kissing at the bathroom sink for a long time, breath mingling, bodies connected, my cum spilling down your legs. Look at that mess, little girl. I whisper. I think daddy's going to need to clean you up. So, once you've taken a shower, once I've washed you and gotten you decent again, I'm going to put you in my bed and cuddle you. For a very long time. After that, I'll probably have to fill you with my love all over again. Unless... You'd rather I take you out shopping for some new panties. Either way, my hands slide down to cup your buttocks, and I let out a deep, appreciative growl. This ass is getting spoiled today. It's only fair. I mean, you've been spoiling me with this thing since day one. <laughs> you have. Yeah. Yeah, you're a naughty girl. Well, I don't know. What do you mean I've never said that before? You sure? Oh, well, I do. I love you. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're in this part. Like this part right here. <laughs> Get in the shower. All right, fine. Use the bathroom.